This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Alice Cash, welcoming you to this edition of our Weekly Woman. Today on the podcast, we have a very interesting woman who's joining us. She is Rebecca Reinhardt. She has her own podcast, The Unintentional Porn Star, and it's just what it sounds like. She's going to be talking to us about her story with revenge porn and what she did about it. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. We have a special coupon just for you, our listeners of the podcast. You can get your first bottle of Jubilance for PMS for only $19.95 when you subscribe with the code WEEKLYWOMAN, no space. If you're ready to stop feeling anxious and irritable before your period, give it a try. Again, the code is WEEKLYWOMAN with no space for the promo code. And head over to Jubilance.com and try it now. Rebecca, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. I'm also very, I'm honored and excited. So thank you. Yay. And I just was talking to you just right before this and you're in Vancouver. Can you tell me about your favorite part of being there right now? Yes. Well, Vancouver is stunning. It's so beautiful and I'm a bit of a nature freak. So there's mountains, there's ocean. It's just a delight. And then um, I also love a little bit of grunge. So there's a street called Commercial Drive and it's, it's like a mix of like hippies and grungy people and and rich people and everyone. So that's like my favorite place to go for sure. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I, I just like picture that in like, um, like nineties, New York, we have like St. Mark's, which was our square, our like street of grunge. So like, that's the place where you can go and still feel that way. Like the stores. So that's pretty fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's yeah, it's 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 an interesting city. I was I was mentioning before the people are a little bit cold, which is so interesting and and a little confusing because it's so beautiful here. But Mm -hmm. once you find your people, then it's it's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I just like can picture all the trees. That's what I think of Vancouver. Oh, forestry every day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Gorgeous. It looks so beautiful. We like barely have a tree here in New York. I know. Concrete, concrete jungle. It's the yeah. truth. You know, I've been there a few times. I've I've never lived there or spent a substantial amount of time there, but it's uh it's amazing. It's just definitely not the nature aspect, but yeah. <laughs> wild animals everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's a rat. I see a cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh too too often I see them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but can you talk a little bit about your work with being a dancer and choreography? Are you are you still working on that right now? And yeah, your, your work in the I arts? Am. Um, so that's, that's my life. That's my job. Um, I mean, as well as what I'm doing now, but I'm a choreographer for film, TV, music, videos, theater. And, um, I also was, I say was, um, I was like, uh, flown around the country to do public speaking. And I worked with kids and I was judging dance competitions. I was doing really well. And then speaking about my story has kind of put a little, pin in what I was doing I lost all of the jobs that I was doing before so Mm. right now I'm focusing more on my story like I'm always working on my story my business whatever you want to call it and um, helping people and uh, so I haven't really been doing as much choreography in the last little while but that's something that's going to be with me till I'm like 
you know, yeah. 95 still yelling at people, five, six, seven, you know, so I'm not worried <laughs> about it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. picturing you with like with the chorus line. Like, oh, uh, go, yeah. go. Absolutely. Put me in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. And then, speaking of your story, so um, for our audience, for mm-hmm. people who don't know about Rebecca, um, mm-hmm. so Rebecca started casually dating a guy in 2012 for about a year. And now, 10 years later, she's helping other women with healing after trauma. She's a survivor of what's known as revenge porn when sexually explicit videos are published online without consent. Um, In a study from 2020, an estimated one in 12 adults in the U.S. report that they've been victims of revenge porn. And Rebecca's doing something about it. Um, (laughs) In 2018, Rebecca received a phone call that changed her life forever, a friend informing her that he'd seen a personal sex tape of her online. The tape had been leaked to one of the biggest porn sites in the world, and at the moment, it had over a million views and was downloaded globally. So Rebecca had become an unintentional porn star. Can you talk about the steps you took when you first heard about this tape? being online yes um by the way this is something that you know 10 years later it still is quite triggering so I'll I'll be where where it where I'm holding it right now but um Mm -hmm. yeah in 2013 uh is when I was originally shown the sex tape online and um it had multiplied on many sites and legally it wasn't set up to support it wasn't a crime. Like I, there was no support for anyone going through any, anything like this. And, you know, the internet was still becoming a big thing. It was already a big thing, but anyways. Um, so I reached out to the cops. I reached out to as many people as I could. And it was basically like, do this on your own. And, um, I did that. And then as soon as it became a, you know, a legal crime, um, I slowly started to look into that. And then in 2018, when the, it was on Pornhub, um, when that came out for a second time, actually, it had all of those views. And so the million views is an accumulation of all of the views that have been on the tape in general, that tape specifically had 500,000 views and it, um, it shook my entire life. Yeah, it was it was just something that was unimaginable. And I think I was just in shock and I hid from it Mm -hmm. for a solid five years. Like I was like, this isn't real. This isn't going to be anything. Um, or actually I knew it was going to be something, but I didn't want it to. And so it was just like denial. It was, it was like shame. It was all of these things coming forward. And, um, when I saw that tape again up on Pornhub with all of those views, I was like enough. Yeah. I've had enough. And, because it was now legally a crime, I ventured in to that journey. And um, yeah, and I guess since then have been trying to be a voice for people that go through anything similar. Um, I also am, I seem to be a very safe space for people that are going through other traumas as well. And so that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of how it, it came together. And when I saw it was in 2013 and, and Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's still up, it's still going around. Is it still going around the internet? 
So what happened? Yeah. I mean, what oh. happens is like people say, you know, oh, it'll lose interest. It's not about the one tape. It's not about once you get it taken down, it's gone. It's what happens is once it goes online, it becomes downloadable. Um, so anybody can download it. And then from there, they can make their own videos from that. That part oh. isn't necessarily illegal because the people didn't know it was not supposed to be up. So literally like seven months ago, eight months ago, you know, 10 years later, um, I had a friend who was like, crap, you know, I mm -hmm. saw it online again. And so it was up on seven different sites. It's, it's just multiplied. And the industry is starting to like the porn industry is starting to create systems to help protect people. It's just at the beginning and not every site partakes in um, these sort of like safety parameters for people with, um, with videos such as mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'm so sorry to hear that. Just listening to your podcast, because you do have a podcast about it, The Unintentional Porn Star, yes. um, and your journey of getting legal, taking legal action and the steps that you were taking, not necessarily like just with the law, but you and your personhood and how you were feeling, um, all those steps of your life. Um, and, and so you were saying that in 2012, the legal system wasn't equipped to handle this in 2018. It was, um, has it since changed since 2018? <laughs> That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Yes. Has it changed? Absolutely. Um, is there room for growth? Absolutely. So my mm -hmm. lawyer for, for my case specifically, it was 2013, but when, for my case specifically, time is not on my side in these certain situations in Canada, because I'm in Canada dealing with the law here. Um, it's not like the time frame matters. I can only go back two years. And wow. yeah, and so time's not on my side, but my lawyers specifically, I, lo I love my lawyer. She is this like feminist lawyer. She's super badass. <clears throat> and she's basically like, Rebecca, the law still, they, they all see you as a slut. You're, you're not like, it's not on your side. Not, not many things are on your side. Mm -hmm. I had um, for what we call the crown here, it was three women and they were supposed to meet with me and they didn't. Like it was just, everything was just shunned off because people are like, oh, well, she did it to herself. And what? I'm going, no. Yeah. And I'm going, well, hold on a second here. My whole argument, like I ended up on national television, basically being like, hold on a second here. Why are you shaming someone for making a sex tape? Why are we not focusing on, and first of all, just the woman, why are we not focusing mm -hmm. on the violation, the violator? Why is this the conversation? Why am I getting penalized for this? Mm -hmm. And so that became the premise of, what I like to call like my campaign or my movement is standing up for women specifically being like, well, hold on a second here. We're allowed to be sexual. Like, why are we the sluts when the guys are the ones that are getting off? Okay. And then they're the ones to, in many cases, not all cases still like run the show, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, 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 it's getting better. And if you, you know, if somebody today was to take your footage and post it online, jail time, you know, it's like, Great. if you can prove it, Bye. And first of all, if you're going through it, like screenshot everything, get the username, get as many bits of information before you get it taken down. So you have your evidence and that you go to jail now. And it's, so that's why it's better. Mm -hmm. um, Great. 
And when you contact porn sites now, um, it's a little bit easier. It's not, again, it's not, it's not great still, but it's a little bit easier for them to take you seriously. When I was first doing it, mm. I was like, oh my gosh, like you freak out, you freak out. This yeah. is the most vulnerable, one of the most vulnerable things ever. And you're like, get this thing taken down and they don't take it down. It took me weeks or months even to understand the language that they needed to hear to get it taken down. So wow. and it's getting a little bit better. Like they've set up things to help you. So you're not freaking out, just writing gibberish mm-hmm. to them. Um, but yeah, they're in, in terms of every aspect of these cases, there's so much room for growth. Wow. There's so much. Yeah. I mean, it's good to hear that things have changed since you you started in 2013. But I, but that's mm-hmm. crazy that time is not on your side. That it has to be within two years, and that you have to prove. I mean, your case, you were saying on your podcast that it came down to he said, she said yeah. about um, criminal charges against uh, the partner who was in the video with you. Yeah, and I lost. <clears throat> I had years of evidence, emails, screenshots of texts. Mm. I had everything. And all he had to say was, I didn't do it. And I lost my case. Like, so did he, did he do it? Do you think? Oh, it's complex. So I, I, you know, I, sometimes I don't even know what I've shared on my podcast fully, but, um, he says that he had his hard drive stolen. And my first Mm -hmm. reaction is why the fuck is it on a hard drive? What are you doing? Like, why are you saving it? And he also was sending me, um, videos of him taking screenshots from videos we took and he was doing things on, it was just, it was getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. So he claims he didn't do it. I still don't know. I'm not allowed to talk to him, right? Legally. Like I'm still working through some things that I can't speak about. Yeah. Um, just for legal reasons, but you know, I'm not allowed to speak to him and, um, I'm thinking of pursuing like restorative justice on top of what I'm doing later to be able to be like, excuse me, like amazing. Yeah. Right. And I didn't even know this was a thing, by the way, this is a very new thing that I learned about restorative justice. If anyone wants to look into it, like it is such a beautiful option. If you don't like the punitive system is just like taking people down. Right. And can you tell us what restorative justice is? Oh yeah. Yeah, What is that for our audience? So I haven't gone through it yet. My understanding of restorative justice at this time is it is an opportunity for you to step into a space with your um your violator i guess and um and have support like um counselors and legal support with you and you basically go in with the intention of just having an open space to talk about anything and ask about anything wow it's basically um, I'm sure it can look different in different situations, but um, I've had a, a friend that went through it and she was like, you know, it was basically like sitting in a circle with a bunch of support and I got to be like, you know, like, fuck you, you know, and like crying right. and then healing. It's about healing. Mm-hmm. So restorative, like re- restoration, right? Yeah. Whereas the other, the the stuff that I went through, which looking back, to be honest, I, I like if I knew restorative justice was a thing back in the day, I don't think I would have gone after him legally. It's, it's, they tell you to be quiet. They tell you to be a good victim. I'm not a good victim. I, I speak my word. I think it's important to talk about it. Mm. And um, yeah. And so that's a little bit about like the differences and, and don't get me wrong, like suing someone or going after someone legally is a very good option. And if that is your option, that's incredible. You know, there's no wrong way. It's just, there are options. If someone's going through this, 
there are options to how you can like whoever can step into this and and ultimately like in in my eyes my whole purpose of this speaking about it and and stepping in with my lawyers and talking to the police service being like um hello that doesn't make any sense can yeah. we like do something about this you know is to heal like it's to heal self mm-hmm. and it's to help create new systems for people to not have to get just like smothered by everything that goes on when you're stepping into like any sort of process like mental emotional legal like oh my gosh wow yeah Yeah. so we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor jubilance for pms it's a daily supplement that helps you be you jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of pms that means less stress anxiety and more of getting back to your life You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. I, I mean, I think it's interesting what you say on your podcast about how um, people were shaming celebrities for having these mm. sex tapes that have been leaked, whether it's like Jennifer Lawrence or the Kardashians. I mean, we can go back to Pamela Anderson. Exactly. Um, and yeah. and by you like having these conversations with like the lovely detective that you talked about, how he became more and more comfortable about talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like getting people to say like, hey, like, like we're not talking about the perpetrator, the male who is also a part of this. We're talking about the slut shaming mm-hmm. of women. Yes. And and why do you think that is? <laughs> Ooh. big question I'm like do we have a few weeks I'm just yeah, kidding do we have like 20 years <laughs> okay well I mean I do have many thoughts on this and and let me just enter into this conversation just based on my experience and my learnings and my thoughts right like there mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on and it'll um, change I don't like know it'll change in an hour yes yeah. exactly Basically, it is, oh, I'm like getting lightheaded. It's just so much. Like it's it's honestly just about like the patriarchy and and you know, we're still women are still fighting for freaking equality, which blows my mind. Like mm-hmm. I just don't understand. So it stems from basically like patriarchal ways and and systems that have been in place for forever since since. I'm not going to shame, like bash anything, but like, since like even religion started, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just so deeply ingrained that, um, women have a role. We have a role to sort of up, like upkeep. Um, and it, and it used to be, I'm going to say used to, even though it's still present because I do not want to step into this energy at all is, you know, how could you serve your man? Right. Like how mm-hmm. could you, you know, and your role, um, was, 
to support your man and the man was the one to do the thing. And so, you know, that's one small, tiny aspect. And this is again, based on my research and my knowings, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things out there and I do have other theories on it, but it basically comes down to that, you know, and Mm -hmm. we're still, for some reason, women, we, um, or, or anyone of any gender that is going through being themselves, right. It's just, not as open-hearted and and not as equal and it just is kind of gross in a lot of ways still unfortunately and unfortunately to like step no not fortunately but like to be able to step in to have a voice right to be like excuse me this is not right like that's an opportunity for myself and anyone else that wants to to be like excuse me Mm, you know yeah but but I mean like what you've done you've you've been able to open the conversation in Canada you've been on national television talking about this and like you've said that like other um reporters kind of shifted their mindset about um how they were asking questions and um and the tone and and what they were talking about so I so I think that's amazing Rebecca that you you've been able to kind of create more education by opening up and talking about your story because one in 12 people are affected by this. Yes. And and to be honest, it's only going to get worse, but like our access to internet is, is continuing to increase. And now there's AI, like things are going to get out of control. And so, you know, it's, we got to try and stay one step ahead of internet, the internet, not behind, but it's hard when it's growing so expansive, expansively. And and thank you, by the way, I really appreciate that. Um, I have to say, even to this day, you know, as I talk about my story and I shift one person's perspective or, or a bunch of people is it's, it still is such a challenge and the kickback, um, is still very real. Um, and you know, even for myself, like it's not even about shifting other people's perspectives, but it's like the fact that even one person has had an impact from my voice means everything. And I will continue. I will not stop. You know, it's so important. And and ultimately my, my whole message is about love. Like just, can we just love, you know, like I'm a bit of a hippie at heart. And so, you know, I want to love anyone that has tried to harm me, I want to love just in general. And so if that also gets like entered into the conversation through me sharing my voice, then like, I feel like I'm sweating right now. It's still difficult. It's, it's just like, it feels so important and mm-hmm. there's so much work to be done. And yeah, if I can help one person, in- including myself, then it's worth it, you know? Yeah. That that's wonderful. I think you're shifting mindset like all the time, especially just like the work you do with your podcast as well as your Instagram being a speaker. Um, what are you up to now, Rebecca? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, the great thing about where I'm at right now is um, I've been speaking about this for five years, and as I'm sweating and and getting triggered and feeling super emotional, I am in a space now where I am very substantially helping other people and like consciously walking into that mind frame and consciously walking into steps to that. So what does that look like? That looks like I have a course right now that I've developed um, for people that have gone through trauma (laughs) or just want to find themselves. Like it's, I've created a course that's like, Hey, have you been through something or are you feeling like 
you're not worth it or you're not loved. Like this course is, is there now to help people find basically like self-love. And so I'm also speaking publicly, like I'm, I'm now, which is so cool to me. I'm now getting flown around, not just Canada, like around parts of the world. It's expanding slowly, but wow. to, to speak about my story now. And so it's, 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 it's expanding into helping others more than I could have imagined. And um, it's now at a place of helping others, but I do have to say, you know, healing is not linear. So every mm -hmm. step of this journey is also to heal myself. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And what I'm doing is, is healing and, and thriving, like working on thriving and helping people understand or see um, that you are like, everyone is so worth enjoying life, no matter what, you know, I'm still mm -hmm. slut chained. Oh, all the time. Like oh I can't, my God. it's, it's insane. And, and, and it blows my mind. And, and yet I go, well, hold on a second here. You don't have that power or you used to have power over me. I don't, I'm not going to allow that. I have a boundary now that I love myself so deeply I'm going to enjoy my life and I don't care what anyone thinks about me and I'm going to can help others. And like, so if you have a problem with that, like we can talk about it and also maybe not if my boundary is there. And that's kind of mm -hmm. what I want to give other people access to is the ability to go, because there's so much shame in this world. There's so much pain in this world. And, yeah. and as, a, as a society, we kind of perpetrate that mm -hmm. uh, or perpetuate, sorry, that, um, and I just so deeply want people to know that they're allowed to enjoy life and love and, and laugh no matter what you're going through. Like I still am talking about this. It still is so dark, but I'm going to laugh. God, gosh, darn it. Like <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my life. I am worthy of it. I deserve it. And kind of like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> in a That's healthy Awesome. Way. <laughs> yes. Yes. You should laugh and just, you deserve everything in life. Thank you. Also, talk about shame. I work in women's health. So, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I know. We talk about periods all the time. What yes. a taboo. Half the oh, population. I started to talk it. about that more, too. Like, it's yeah. just unreal. But, like, things that are just, I just, just being a woman is like, it's been so hidden and so shamed and so, oh, oh, uncomfortable. We yeah. don't talk about that, you know? And it's, like well we have a lot of stuff going on and it's really awesome too if you really tap in and it can be a lot <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. yeah I know because it, it's great to be a woman um something yes. that we ask on this podcast every time is what is your definition of womanhood and you've kind of tapped into that but but what would you say it is for you at this particular moment I love how you're like you've tapped into that I'm like have I <laughs> yeah you're like being a woman is like like going oh, for yeah. it is laughing yes. and what is it now? It's power. <laughs> it's such power. It's incredible. Like, I think being a woman is at this point in earth and society and most of society, it is fragile in some areas of the world. And it is be probably because there is a level of threat to some capacity you know, we create life and, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and also those who associate with being a woman, if you don't create life, like you still have that power, right? Like whether you believe in feminine energy, masculine energy, whatever you believe in, however you associate, you know, 
being a woman in today's time is power. And that's how I see it. And having, having power also comes with challenges. And I think that is what we are seeing, you know, if this is my definition of in a, in a very like metaphorical way, probably, but like, you know, with that power comes challenges and, and it's just stepping into that power and choosing that power constantly is so beautiful. And, and, and power also can be associated with other energies and yet like softness is also power. Right. Mm. And, and kindness is also power and fierceness is also power. And, just being who you are. I think that's what being a woman is. It's power and it's being who you are. Mm -hmm. And there's no definition of what you are supposed to look like or be like as, as a woman, or if you, if you associate with being a woman, like there's just no definition. It's you, you know, like being a woman, being you is power. That's how I kind of see it. (laughs) I love that. I, I think that's an amazing definition, power, because that's what you're doing right now. Taking back your story, mm-hmm. giving power to others in empowering other women. And I think like everything that you're doing, Rebecca is really channeling that. So yeah. thank um, you. <laughs> yes, you rock. <laughs> you rock too. Like, look at us go. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, and Rebecca, how can people get in contact with you or how should they stay in the loop about what you're doing? There's a few ways. I would say the the best way to like contact me and get in touch with me and also see a bit of myself or all of myself, not all of myself, a bit of myself and my story is through Instagram. So at Rebecca Reinhardt and there's also uh, my website. It's RebeccaReinhardt.com. You can go to the podcast, The Unintentional Porn Star. So there are, I'm an artist. I'm a creator. I have a multitude of avenues that you can go to. Instagram is the best way to be like, hey, how are you? You know, or tell me more about your story. Um, so I would say that would be a great way. But Perfect. there's also like, all the other fun things too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely check out her um, podcast, The Unintentional Porn Star, because it's it's very empowering and um, amazing to hear your story from your perspective as it's happening. Thank you. And it's still going on um, yes. with some like like amazing other partners in crime that you get to talk to every week. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still going on and it's expanding. The podcast itself, I'm I'm grateful for, and I'm just also like, wow, like we're still, we're here and we're still here and we're still making moves. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. I, I really appreciate this and I'm, I'm truly honored. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just going to press stop recording. Great. Thanks for listening to Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. If you like the podcast, please review us on iTunes. It really does help. And if you want to take advantage of our special offer to help your PMS turn from stressful to nonchalant, use the promo code WEEKLYWOMAN with no space in between the two words at jubilance.com. Again, the promo code is WEEKLYWOMAN. Thanks for listening and see you next time.